0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Xbox World Podcast number 38. And still missing Mr. Weaver, unfortunately. But otherwise, we're, we're slowly but surely getting the full team back. Uh, I'm Rob Taylor. I'm Matthew
1: Pellet. And I'm the returning Michael Gapper.
0: Yeah, Mike, Mike sorely missed from our last podcast. Uh, got a bit of flack about the E3 podcast, even though I thought Matt especially did a sterling job. Of what uh, did you guys say? Carrying- or oh, rather,
2: well, it's what we didn't say. It's just because we didn't mention Mass Effect 2.
0: Yeah, I, it was a bit harsh because we did, we did try to cover a gazillion games in like the hour and a half. And, and yeah, we, they, they picked us up. That they're very good art. They're very eagle-eyed art. Or, or yeah, eagle-yed. I can't
1: say that if I had been here, we would have talked about Mass Effect here anymore. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's not on my radar.
0: Well, ironically, it would be nice to kickstart by talking about Mass Effect because um, I went to uh, I went to deepest sleepy Hampshire. What a lovely part of the world that is, by the way. What a lovely, lovely part of the world. Lots of yummy mummies driving Lamborghinis (laughs) and Ferraris. Beautiful hotels. um, And uh, to... uh, Sorry, Mike's stroking a pillow in a massively homosexual fashion. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's lovely. Oh,
1: Rob, why did you have to do it? Now we're going to... The last time it was the Mass Effect fans, and now it'll be the people who exercise the gay option in Mass Effect. They'll hate us now.
0: Yeah, well, I just finished Mass Effect. I, I, um... Never ever finished it the first time around, didn't like it, funnily enough. Um, not quite sure why. Having replayed it, um, filled with excitement about uh Mass Effect 2, the stuff coming out of E3. Um, Andy Hart's written a, a really, really good uh sort of uh feature on it or, or preview rather
1: yeah perhaps um, the man from mass effect he loves mass effect yeah. and it was his enthusiasm which got you back into it wasn't it?
0: exactly exactly um the uh features actually coming out in our issue out august the 16th um, yeah so that's not got the brand new issue
2: on shelves right now yeah. which does have two pages on mass effect too just if you want your mass effect fill
0: yeah fix yeah we didn't miss it we didn't miss it from our e3 issue luckily even though we missed it from the e3 podcast um but yeah what a great game and uh yeah i obviously chose the um Space chick, rather than the man, uh, as the, the the commander Shepherd. Yeah, you, played, you played.
1: played as a chick, presumably hooked up with a chick later in the game. Yeah, of course I of course did.
0: I did. mean, I, well, I was kind of role playing, her as a sort of like, um, sort of, sort. Of, I like to call her a Nazi lesbian. Now uh, let's just, just say an angry, that. pissed off lesbian. So she was sort of the renegade. She sort of like you know she was freaking hardcore. She came down. T- she was tough but fair.
1: Right. She
0: liked a bit of the ladies in her spare time. Um, See, I, I've played this route in Oblivion and stuff before, where
1: you come in, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna be a bastard, a full 100% pure bastard. It's really fun. Yeah,
0: and uh, and you can and the, the great thing about Mass Effect is I didn't feel like you know sometimes most people play the goody two shoes, um, not us obviously because we're a bit different.
1: I tend to <laughs> on, on my first playthrough I tend to stick on my own moral code, yeah, which tends to vary just like real people, you know. know mm. Your moral code always as it does have a you know a decent swing on it. How much it swings depends on whether you're you know a serial killer or not, but. <laughs> You know, it has a it has a good bit of swing to it. So sometimes you make good decisions, sometimes you think, you know what, that guy deserves a bullet. Bang. Yeah. But most of the time on that first playthrough, stick to my own code. Later on is when you come back and you experiment by playing your goody two shoes or a yeah, friggin' absolutely. monster.
0: Well Mass Effect's really, really good at letting you sort of explore both those roles. You know, you don't you don't feel like you're I really um,
1: wish in that game they'd made the the you know, the morality system less obvious because you know you do something and you get like a little thing pop up on screen saying paragon plus 10 yeah. you know um you know renegade plus 4 or whatever and you've got this swing this
0: swingometer and it's to be honest if they'd made that invisible it would have been so much better that's a really really good observation because uh, and i put that very uh, question to uh, greg zeschuck who's the um one of the uh, co founders of bioware so it was absolutely a pleasure of, of, of uh, for me um being one of bioware's i don't know i guess long, longest serving fans having literally played and finished almost every game they've ever made, to talk to one of my heroes. um, He's exactly how you'd expect. He's very, very intelligent, a little bit geeky. Doesn't take doesn't take too kindly to a bit of constructive criticism. He's, he's uh, but a very interesting man to talk to. And, and I put that question to him and, and I sort of said that, mentioned my favourite, The Witcher, sort of talked about how well they'd sort of dealt with moral he's aspects. He's got good
1: thing to say about The Witcher guys, wasn't he? Well,
0: he should have because they licensed the Euphoria engine to them. Mm. So they're actually kind of in, semi-part, you know, in mm-hmm. semi-partnership in semi with him. He was very, very sort of quick to point that out. Um, not so, Chef, when I sort of said... Maybe they actually dealt with morality issues better in The Witcher than they they had in any Bioware title. Well, in The um, Witcher, of
1: course, you decisions you make really do impact later in the game. You know, big decisions. Come and they're back, not you?
0: always, and they're quite vague sometimes yeah. in terms of you don't you're not you're not taking that obvious Paragon or Renegade route. Uh, but he says that Dragon Age is is gonna you know rectify that, and that they've. I don't mean, think he didn't go as far to say that they were taking their cues from The Witcher, um, but that there was more of a, a muddied morality. God, I hate that term. It's everywhere these days. Um, but you, you had some interesting things to say about Dragon Age when you briefly played it, didn't you? Well, I
1: thought it looked... I, I thought... Okay, see, now this this tallies exactly with something you came back and said about it. And you came back and said, it's old-fashioned. And I came back and said, it's old-fashioned as well. But when I said it, I was like, it's very old-fashioned.
0: And I'm not sure about
1: that. But you came back and you're like, it's old-fashioned. That's brilliant. Hmm.
0: So what did you think about it? Well, I mean, I think my the biggest thing that I kept saying, and again, I'm sure Craig was loving it so much. It's a proper old beardy style... RPG, isn't it? It is. I mean, forget all that crap about at E3 with the boobs and the blood. There is there is a bit of the sexy times. Again, he was very keen to downplay that. Maybe just because he doesn't want Fox on his back uh, again. Um, <laughs> what did Greg say about that trailer in particular? Just, well, I said, is that is that a true representation of the game? Because I said, I'm not sure from what I played it is. And he said, it's a representation of part of the game, um, which I think was his best attempt to sort of dodge the issue. Um, yeah. he was more He was more... More keen to stress that hadn't played enough of the game to, to really know what it was about yet, which which made me wonder why they'd taken us all the way up to Hampshire to play a three yeah, minute demo. That, I
1: mean, that often happens. So you skew, you go to these events when you play a game and you come away from a game saying, not sure about that. It's happened with me on Halo Wars. And I went and chatted, chatted to Graham Divine. I was like, to be honest, Graham, I'm not entirely sure about this thing, and I'm not sure it's like that strategic. I think it's basically a rush game and blah blah. blah. And I was saying. And you know, we were just having a little back and forth. These guys are always open to you know hearing that kind of thing. They always like to hear those things because often feedback at that stage can still make it into the final game. Yeah, it was like, well, you know, you haven't seen the whole of the game. You know, it's like, well, I'm about to go away and write six pages on this part of the game. I mean, you should be if you should at least be showing a representative part so that you can give you know a. The, our readers a decent look at what the game even really
2: is. It's even funny when it's taken to the extreme, and a demo comes out on Xbox Live that people lay into. They criticise like yeah. Turning Point, full of liberty, and then the developers get their backs up, like Spark Unlimited did after the big fallout after Turning Point, saying, "Well, you know, that was a very <laughs> early demo. It was a." Uh, uh, it's not yeah. representative
0: of the whole game It's like, why the hell do you put a bloody demo out in the first place If all it's going to do is give you negative press Spot on, I mean, that's, the, that's, that's where you showcase your wares more than anything I mean, like, you know, it's one thing giving us some code to play But when you're putting something on live, you better make for sure For your
2: potential cool. consumers I exactly. mean, it happened with Turning Point, I think, Sonic Unleashed Well, not Unleashed the first Sonic one. They just part.
0: released a multiplayer demo for that, didn't they? They,
2: didn't even release they did, not, yeah. not so long ago, yeah It was but, a while ago, but not that long ago yeah.
0: Um, so just going back to sort of Dragon, uh, dragon Age, um, the, the thing I, I said to Greg was um, Mass Effect finally gave you guys universal acceptance, like mass market penetration, basically, whereas before BioWare was very much you know brilliant, huge scores, but, but, but niche. Um, so why have you gone back to like, you know, the dialogue is old school. It's not you don't have that brilliant conversation um, uh, mechanic that Mass Effect had the the fighting's not real time you know mm-hmm. you're not just pressing a button to to hack and slash or whatever you're you're pausing selecting ogre selecting mace of smiting plus 7 unpausing and letting your you know and I just think well what, why why once you finally grasp this audience are you are you then just sort of making something so niche to me i think they associate like the old school themes and style and
2: story with the old school mechanics that went hand in hand back in the day and that's mm-hmm. not the case they could easily update that franchise, you know, with say Mass Effect's conversation wheel system, mm. it's like Oblivion. Like a lot when that came out, a lot of PC gamers were were quite reticent to get into it because they thought it'd been dumbed down for console with big arrow on the map and mm. stuff. Well, all it's all Oblivion did really was bring like the old school fantasy genre, but you know, albeit kicking and, sc- and screaming into a newer generation with mm. like some shortcuts and they've you know they've managed to cut out needless menu trawling. It's so like they could easily have done that with Dragon Age, but like it was the dialogue tree in particular that really stood out for me, how you just got like the number one to four of your mm. responses. It just seems very odd, especially console. I said, is
0: that the... Um, to, to be fair, they've got the Mass Effect kind of control system on the console, which they don't have on PC. It's very much a boulder's gate, the old boulder's gate. So I just assumed the conversation was going to be like Mass Effect as well on console, and he went, oh, no. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> But but then another weird thing that the marketing guy said when we were pl- when I was playing the game is he going yeah we're just wondering whether we should make we should make it real time I was like well the game's coming out in like a couple of months and you're mm. you're thinking now whether to make whether to make it real time so um, if it sounds like I'm hating on the game I'm not I think it's I, think, I actually think it's really really good it's just it's just very niche um, if I if I have my way and score it I'll probably get. A GTA beating ninety nine percent. So someone better keep me away from it. But um, that's no
2: Rob. I think uh, I think your arguments might fall on deaf ears. After all, I, I got really into Sacred Two and got ridiculed for uh, for my love of Sacred Two. So maybe we can team up and uh, bring back the fantasy, fantasy genre, the fantasy love.
0: Damn right, damn right. I mean, like uh, although I must admit I was probably one of those guys ridiculing you know, No, I was just I was just re- I was just saying the graphics were bad. Was not I? I think the actual game is, is actually really good. Um, so. Has anyone else been doing anything interesting? Well, I know you have been doing exciting stuff. I know we're embargoed up to the hilt on loads of stuff. Um, one of the things you saw, Mike, you can um, have a little bit of a chat about now.
1: Yeah, so I roll up into, uh, into London on the hottest day of the year um, to see Left 4 Dead 2. Now, there's this whole you know fuss with the boycott on the internet. A good 30,000 signatures on this boycott list. Um, but that's not the first thing which is going through my head when I get there. The first thing which goes through my head is the two frigging guys dressed as zombies, head to toe, one of which missing a shoe, sprinting down the road, running at us.
0: Were they just official Xbox Xbox writers?
1: Well, the first thing I thought was <laughs> games journalists, you know, <laughs> yeah. bloggers, guaranteed. No, they were like actors hired for the event. So they'd been in makeup for ages, and they got zombies. Right, this is this is EA showing us what a big deal left for dead 2 is it's not some expansion it's not some small deal this is like a big game and here's how you know that left for dead is a big game and you're not going to like this but here's how you know it's big there is a porno entitled left for head based on left for dead that's how you know got zombie shagging yes
0: oh that's no one how you, wants to see that
1: that's how you know that you know, it's made it into the mainstream. If pornos embraced it, then it's made it. You know, yeah. so it's a big deal now. Leftfield is a big brand. It's probably the most biggest, most successful brand launch of it for a long time. Yeah. I mean, talking about it's launching a brand, he did a better job than Mass Effect
0: ever did. It? you know, establishing this this strong brand. Well, I mean, was it you that told me the day that? Who was it? That told me? Yeah, it was it was you that told me the day that Capcom are now seeing Dead Rising is their one of their strongest,
1: their strongest brands. Strongest, yeah, yeah, brand, absolutely basically. one of their strongest brands.
0: It's all about zombies. It's all about
1: zombies, and sure enough, it's all about zombies at this event. So, I'm more, so at this event, just to give everyone a little look behind the curtain, we're there to play the game. And to be honest, they could set me up in an office with a copy of the game and a bunch of people to play with, and I'd be fine. But they had organized this fairly lavish event because they'd invited the whole of Europe. You know, yeah, absolutely. Every 300, 300 journalists, apparently. God, no, was it that many?
0: Yeah, that was what the EA... Because the EA girl that was... The EA PR that was doing the Dragon thing the day before... Had left the dead in the day after. I
1: don't know, it seemed, seemed closer to 100 to me, but any, in any case there was um, a bunch of zombie waitresses serving food so tiny it went not a feather starving mouse <laughs> it was like if you had taken pellets rats there deprived <laughs> them of food for three days and said there you go boys go crazy they wouldn't have known where to begin So
0: they the started was. snacking on the zombies you're yeah, too, the you're the too fu- used to the five star gaming lifestyle
1: mate I saw it and I was like you know what no wonder zombies eat, eat human people because <laughs> I'm, I'm you about about
0: bit you should have just taken a bite out of her arm or something I, I asked the waitress well. actually
1: how long did she have to like, what's, a, what's your story I was like look at you what's, what is your story <laughs> look at you she was well, she's she's got covered in <laughs> wounds and stuff right and she i said she said well i got I arrived into work at nine thirty. i had no idea what was going to be happening today right and um i i um sorry matt was just, was fidgeting and it distracted me it's quite turned me on actually <laughs> um so yeah she said um yes yeah, so she told him when she turned up for work and she had to sit there like okay into makeup she's like what what's going on they had no idea what was going on they made them up as zombies like with tattered clothes and wounds or stuff. Thoroughly She's conv- just taken a sledgehammer to them Thoroughly was, convincing wounds. Well, that's not very really nice, is it? <laughs> She's only little. But uh, yeah, she these thoroughly convincing wounds. And she said to me, she said, the only decision I've got to make now is whether to go home like this. I said, You'd be mad not to go home like that. Like the only reason to be wearing that makeup is to
0: sneak up on people. It's the only reason. Either that or put a little cap down in the street next to you and rake home the cash. Rake in the cash <laughs> and, then, and then go home. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway. <laughs> so they're also this is why this is important they 're also serving these cocktails they 're serving virgin cocktails, but they 're also serving these things called uh, hurricanes, which mm-hmm. are um, mostly bacardi with a bit of lime and a bit of um uh, passion fruit juice so yes yeah, it 's a cocktail as cocktails go as camp at Christmas, mm. but I was but it was the hottest day of the year, and it was the coldest drink we had it 's like mostly crushed ice, so we got in and started slamming them down so i 'm sitting there playing left for dead, pissed drunk. Mm being served tiny food by zombie waitresses while a smoke machine blows the literally wor- a, an apocalyptic <laughs> amount of smoke into my face. So I'm a little bit high, piss drunk and terrified and I'm about three seconds away from St. Evolve. So these guys on the internet were boycotting your game. They're douchebags, aren't they? 'Cause let's be honest, they are. But I go in and I just, I'm chatting to these guys and I said, Um, so well, yeah, you know, what do you really think about these guys, these guys who boycotting your game? Because here's the thing, you've got two lists. You've got a big boycott list, and you've got a list of people who be buying your game on Steam because they you know, you've got their details. So when mm. they buy the game and they pre-order your game, is there any temptation for you guys to compare the list to see if you know anyone's you know yeah. said
2: they're boycotting but have already got the pre order in.
1: Exactly. And he said, Well, Chuck Fal- uh, Chet Falzik, um, a great American name. Chet Faliszek, uh, no Chuck at- Beaver. Falzik. No, he's no Chuck Beaver, but he's a writer at Valve, and he was saying, um, he said, you know, to be honest, I don't see what the value of that would be. It's kind of as if um, he said, these people are our friends. He said, it's like if you have an argument with your friends, you know, you're falling out, but you know, you just you just because you disagree about something doesn't mean you're not friends. You're still friends with them, and in the phrase he uses, if you know, if they, if people want to be forgiven, we're we're prepared to forgive them, but. I don't know, man. I think the forgiveness of the actual the boycotters is going to be a lot harder to earn yeah, the Valve's forgiveness yeah. because that game is exactly what Valve said it wasn't, which is an expansion of Left 4 Dead. Ouch. Now, there is a lot of new stuff, make no mistake, and they, I absolutely am certain they couldn't have patched it into the original game, not without mm-hmm. a prohibitively huge patch, but it is very much more of the same
0: I guess visually and stuff, it's going to look almost identical. You know, yeah. I know obviously there's a lot of gore. It looks the gore great. And stuff it going. absolutely yeah. looks
1: great. Right. But here's the here's the most important thing. The reason the boycotters, I I think these guys are just just a bunch of jerks. The reason why I have a problem with them isn't because they're saying I'm not buying this game. This game's no good. And it's not even them saying this game shouldn't exist because you know it's been not been not been long enough to de- fully develop this game. Mm. It's because they're trying to tell Valve how to make their game, mm. saying, oh yeah, you know the music's all wrong. And you know, set in daylight—that's all wrong. And they come up with all these like arbitrary things that Valve are apparently doing wrong. And like, mate, we've been in the business for how long, you know? And Matt has been in the business for how long? And how many of us can say when last time Valve did something wrong?
0: The internet's got a lot to lot to answer for. Sometimes, I mean, obviously the, the most famous one recently has been the Diablo thing, hasn't it? I mean, I'm, of course, yeah. That's that's you know. Could... And, the, and again with Blizz- and of course now Blizzard have kicked up another big fuss because they're
1: taking land play out of StarCraft. Yeah. And also StarCraft is going to be shipping in three parts. But again, much like Valve, when have you ever known Blizzard to mess something up? You know, mm. when have they ever, have you ever known them to release? I'm sure our World of Warcraft players and our audience mm. are now are listing hundreds and hundreds mm. of things.
0: But when have you ever known them to fail? It's perhaps the I think lots of, I think the problem is they're, they're caught in this halfway house between they're now money making houses. Well, they're not just they they've grown out of the bedroom almost, and they now they're big these big corporate entities, and they've got conflicting, well Valve grew out um, Newell's they?
1: massive Microsoft stock options.
0: Yeah, well that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so they've got this kind of like they've got this kind of like contradictory. They're trying they're trying to please the fans. They're also trying to please the money men and stuff. And yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's a tough job, especially since you know Valve are publishing through EA. And I didn't get the impression in the least that EA are responsible for this. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. people are saying, "Oh yeah, because it's EA, you know, they bang out updates every year." That's what Valve are going to be doing for them. No, it, it's definitely not that. Although I did get the impression that, unlike, for example, Half Life the console version of Left 4 Dead is as important to them as the PC version. Mm. Unlike the first Left 4 Dead, which was only ever demoed to us on PCs, this game was demoed at this event on consoles, on PCs. Uh, people probably want to hear about the game. It's like before, but there's certain things they've changed. Like, for example, before, you get to like the big event at the end of an act, and you hit a button, and then the helicopter the guy on the helicopter will be like, OK, I'm coming for you. Just hold out for a while. And then what everyone would do is defend the area until the helicopter arrived, which is really, really fun. But only if you play it as if you're running around, shooting, blasting away. What Valve found was what everyone would do is entrench themselves in the corner of a room and then just keep on swinging their arm and knocking zombies back over and over and over mm-hmm. again, just shooting and shooting, throwing molotovs in the door until the helicopter arrived, all leg out together, get on the helicopter and fly away. That's not The, mo- the most fun way to play the game isn't the best way to play the game. Mm. So in Left 4 Dead 2, the whole every level and every monster is built to be fun. You know, it's built to m- encourage the most fun way to play. Mm. So there are there are zombies which will, per- well, not zombies, infect creatures which will purposely break up tight formations. Ones which will come into a room and spread everyone out and force force you to spread out. There are the climax events now tend to be, well, in the parish. The parish is a great example. The end of the level is a a straight run along a long bridge. There's nowhere to go to the left and nowhere to go to the right. You just have to get to the end and meet the helicopter. And the zombies will keep on coming until you get to the end. And they will throw. Not a single person on the day we were there made it. And you may have read this report online um, on various websites. No one made it. And the, 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 the closest we came was with Sean on GM. We made it right to the end. I was down. Our two German cohorts were down. And Sean made it to the end and he was like, I'll go back and I'll help them. Oh, that, yeah. my friend, was not a good. That was not a good choice. He came back and he got minced. He's such a
0: generous man. He's too generous. Was um, Doug, Doug Lombardi was there?
1: Doug was there and Chat was there. Yeah, right.
0: Not not Val, uh, not, not um, Gabe. Because um, he was he was slagging the PS3 off again this week. Yeah, he loves a bit of it. Old Gabe, <laughs> <doesn't> he? <laughs> he just can't keep away from it, can he? Interesting, I, you know, just just uh, obviously big fans of PS. I don't think here, he but means so.
1: I think he's just being objective. He's like, yeah, it's just not it's not good for us right now. It's harder for us to make games for this system. So
0: I think he basically said as well that he, I don't think that they they didn't want to um, yeah, they not delegate want to, the job off to anyone else. Yeah, they, they, did, they didn't want subpar. to do they wanted
1: to do the best possible. If they were going to make their game for this platform, they wanted to do the best yeah. possible job. Yeah, and so because they can't do it, they're not going to do it at all. they're Not going to allow yeah, someone else to yeah. it. Um, it's a shame because PS3 owners are missing out. Left 4 Dead 2 mm. is a great game. Just yeah. Left 4 Dead 1 was. I think the actual best way to play it though is on the land when everyone's together in the same room. Yeah. It really is. actually that's, that's a. It really is. At that's its best. another
0: argument, there is, isn't? As a can of worms. Yeah. yeah. So, Matt Matt is uh, rapidly gaining my mantle as the most well-travelled man on the magazine. Off uh, off to Canada again. After last year's drought, this year's been a... Well, don't blame me for the don't blame, don't blame me for the drought. I just timed it well. Rob,
1: mate, every single like any any trip which got us out of the country last year, Mister Taylor was on that trip.
0: I wasn't even here. Oh, I suppose I was for a bit. It was.
1: Basically, the thing is, though, if it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, hey guys, who wants to go to, uh, you know, to Chernobyl?
0: To followed by Region. Yeah, who
1: wants to, who wants to go? To, I would have
0: gone to Chernobyl.
1: Who who wants to go to Paynton <laughs> to see this game? And you like, Rob? Silence. Oh, I'll, I'll see you later, then, Mike. And so we're off to Paynton. <laughs> Meanwhile, who wants to go and play five aside at the frigging Bernabeu? <laughs> well,
0: yeah, uh, maybe. He didn't even win.
2: <laughs> Where's the trophy? No, you promised I know, us? I know,
0: I know. Well, that was our week. That was our, that wasn't that wasn't our first team's fault. That was the week subs bench. We decided to rotate the team in the hey, second group game. It hey team, off. who wants to go and meet a porn star in Prague? Oh, that'll be Rob then. I think that was just because I was I was leaving and the, and, and so I, they just needed someone to write some stuff up quickly. I'll tell you what though, the
1: the um, THQ's PR guy wasn't having any of what of your uh, your claim. This well, week.
0: it's absolutely true. I mean, when I when I when we went to that uh, that. Frog Patrick event for Saints Row 2 and I played the game I made a really good likeness of Terrapatrick which I think actually is better than the likeness they had ever in that Saints Row DLC and, you're, they you're, you're around, an and they were all Tara, coming obviously. around going that's a great idea oh that's a really great idea Terrapatrick but then I mentioned it to the old dude when he came around to show us uh, some Red Faction DLC and he was like oh no no the, uh, they had that idea ages ago they they, they 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 use syrup to you there, Rob. Yeah, I should have got I should have got my uh, lawyers on the phone. You
1: should have you should have gone straight. You should have done the phone. The Taylor
0: us. family lawyer on the phone. Yeah. yeah.
1: Red Faction DLC, by the way, that looks good. That looks real good. We've seen the first episode of it. It's um, it's a whole new area, new yeah. cars, new vehicles, uh, new robots, new um, weapons, yeah, new characters. Whole new little mini campaign. That is some strong DLC, yeah. my friend.
0: I tell you what, talking about DLC, I was playing
1: them.
2: Um, you play Point Lookout yet, then Matt?
0: Did you, ever, did you ever buy it in the, did no, you ever buy uh, it in
2: the end? No, I got sent a code for Point Lockout uh, just for me and Tim was copied in. And uh, Tim forwarded it onto Mike so that while while Have you off, played it yet? Yeah, while I went I, down I, for trading,
1: hang on a second, Mike. <laughs> I run the community section. We needed that code. It's for the good in the magazine. Have you my played friend. it yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was quite good. I think they did a real nice job. It
0: certainly looks different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's got a really, it's got a really funny. Um, it's huge too. The map is colossal. Yeah, it is, and um, it's got a real, um, it's got a real kind of. I call it the swamps have eyes because it's got some real like hills of eyes moments. But, yeah, uh, and
1: one thing I did find though is you go there unless you're friggin' leveled up like a yeah. monster oh, yeah. you go like the guys, guys come out who look like just regular dudes yeah. Bear in mind they all have the AI routines of like other, other characters in the game yeah. from the feel of it but you go out you roll on in there and some guy some banjo strumming wreck and the redneck <laughs> comes out
0: and <laughs> he's like, the rednecks were so I tough. point
1: my shotgun at his face three inches away pull the trigger and the guy's like
0: Well, bat. My, bro, my bro's uh, like level 27 now and he's, but he plays it on hard and he was getting slaughtered. He was like gauss-gunned up to the hill, and he was still getting his ass kicked. But it's a really, really funny main plot. And despite my sadness that that Bethesda don't look like they're going to be bringing out a um, you know, a proper Shivering isle sized slice of DLC. The thing
1: they found in their sweet spot. is, like well, they're small all about the
0: cash. I mean, they're yeah. in, you know, it's that whole kind of thing. Eight hundred points a pop for like ten episodes, which amount mm-hmm. up to a. This brings me back to the boy uh Zestchuk at the Dragon Age thing. I yeah. was saying one of my questions to this guy was like, you know, you totally missed the mr Mr. Trick with Mass Effect DLC. Yeah, what I became with of With your shadow, with the with your one Chateau pack. So this this is the genre where people will be like slavering to get their hands on any more DLC that fleshes out the backstory, just gets them some any more like freaking mm-hmm. XP points so they can level up their character for the next game. And he was like, totally. But the the good news is that the second he's just finished testing the seconds, It's the Fight DLC, Club one, isn't it? Yeah, but this is again, though, because, like I said, he didn't, he didn't seem to take massively kindly to constructive criticism, so I was, I was a bit worried about going like, you know, your second batch of DLC. Well, you know, instead of like delving into the backstories of some of the crew members that we haven't really explained, you've just kind of gone a bit Fight Club. I decided to leave that. But apparently for Dragon Age and Mass Effect 2, they've got separate teams just working on DLC. And rather than with Mass Effect 1, they were like, shit, we better do some DLC after it finished. Mm-hmm. They've, they've now pre-planned the DLC to interlink into the certain parts of the main quest. Well, the worst part, so. of course, in
1: Mass Effect is even if you, if you finished a game and you wanted to play
0: a DLC, you had to start a fresh game. Yeah, Big problem. Yeah, that is, that is absolutely rubbish. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sure I'll, I'll chat more about Greg, because he had some lots of pertinent things to say about RPGs in general and stuff. But um, And, of
1: course, that will interview us finding its way into the magazine at a later date.
0: Yeah, that's that's a few months down the line at the moment. Yeah, but, um had yeah, so much so much interest. So I it, think our readers should know we are so overbooked
1: when it comes to content in the magazine at the moment. We've got the next few issues people are in for treats. Yeah. Might be a good time to pimp a magazine actually because everyone's in for treats. I mean, we are rammed to the hill.
0: Well, our e three issues on the shelves now. Um do you want to should we pimp that one or do you want to pimp you want to pimp our <laughs> upcoming issues? drop well? my guts by the way. Sorry about that. Huh? Just dropped my guts by the way. Sorry about that. <laughs> in the middle <laughs> of that. Yeah. Well, you sit on that well, when, sit on that you, pillow instead of just putting it on your lap. When you gotta go, you gotta go, and I do need to go, but I'm I'm dedicated to our readers, you know. <laughs> Poor Matt, he's got nowhere to go on this couch. He's like, he's already as far away from Mike. You're looking into, into, like
1: into straight into the mic. <laughs>
0: God Almighty! <laughs> Honestly, I just I can only apologise, readers. I can only apologise. Um, well, at the moment, we've we've uh, our um, issue out on the shelf. At the moment is our E3 issue. E3 seems so long ago already. It though. does,
1: and it will I mean, a month. One yeah month. Absolutely. 30
0: days good e3 though wasn't
1: it well, that was a spectacular um, and this is this is the issue where we round it this is the issue where we catch up and next issue is one where we're e3 one
0: of my I developing mean, yeah, it exactly yeah? i mean e3 is one of my favorite issues actually not to put it together because it's a freaking nightmare but i yeah. always, And i think we've done i think i mean i've worked on four four e3 issues in my mag career and i think this is the best one we've ever well certainly the best xbox world one we've ever done
1: you of course, you know, given our deadlines, we did find ourselves playing a serious game of catch-up. I mean, that's the nature of the beast with print, but you can only hope to
0: like, do the best possible coverage exactly. if you're coming in late. Exactly, and uh, maybe even next year they'll actually send us to E3 again.
1: Yeah, maybe yeah. when the recession's over. That was the problem. I mean, as we told our readers before, we, we, we got guys there and they've written plenty of really mm. good stuff for us. It's just a shame we didn't
0: get anyone on the actual team to go. Exactly, because we can't regale you with our hysterical... Yeah, strong like stories. Me, like me, like me, like me. Last year, eating like seven green salads in a row at uh, the Grafton on Sunset Boulevard. Seven green salads you, in a row, costing about eighty pounds. Like, thanks Midway. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, you. You've you, you, ban- you bankrupted them with <laughs> green salads. Yeah. yeah, all the old, uh, all the old uh, fondness that me and Nate from uh, PSM Three and, and now game's Radar developed for their fillet steaks. Midway was thanks on.
2: Midway. They weren't signing a, a credit card bill. They were signing off the rights for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they
0: had to sell Mortal Kombat to keep me in green leaf salads last year. So, uh, so probably did the industry a favour, actually, there. Um, oh, poor yeah. old Midway. Anyway, look, back to, enough, of my, uh, enough of my fill-in expenses. <clears throat> uh, more, what, you've been, Do It came in this week. Okay. Uh, preview code. So I'll take it we're skipping the whole Canada thing, then. Oh. Well, I thought you said you weren't allowed to talk about it. Oh, I thought you we decided we could say a little bit. Well, yeah, absolutely. It. By all means, talk about it. Um,
2: the reason there was no podcast last week is because while Mike was off in London doing Left for Dead and various other bits and bobs, uh, I was off um, with WET over in uh, Canada, uh, ATUM, which is based in Montreal, for... It wasn't the first hands-on, but it was... Sorry, <laughs> will We'll touch on that in yeah. a bit. Uh, did you actually
1: <laughs> manage to put that question to them, by the way? I
2: did. I sat down basically.
0: You got some A2M.
2: I mean, come on, <laughs> it's it's not just us. I mean, for me, it was me me watching Clerks two, where it's like the whole A2M. To it's Clerks
1: two. Shut up! It's what? not it's clerks. clerks. It's Clerks. Yeah, in that case, you got to use the American pronunciation. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I think
0: so. Well, shouldn't we call Stephsonian things in that case instead of Sony? No. no. That's a whole can kind of worms. Mm. All oh, right, sorry, Matt. So A2M, clerks. so
2: many listeners, I guess, are sniggering, thinking, well, a to m
1: Yeah, Some bring it might into not Google, but don't click the links. <laughs> no, at work anyway.
2: Get
0: that safe search filter right It,
2: on. it must be uh, interesting working for a company with that name. So uh, I did field the question to the guys. I was like, man, do you get any funny looks working for a company called A2M? Do you, uh, you know, what, what's, the, uh, what's the chat about it? And uh, apparently no. Apparently no one
0: knows, like... Um, I, I have asked- to cruise into the porn convention next to CES every year. Though.
1: guess so though, yeah, you <laughs> know, just flat
0: yeah, getting either. either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I asked, I asked one of the guys,
2: and uh, and he looked at me and was like. I said, you know, what do people say? What do they
0: look Don't at you he like? When you <laughs> and
2: oblivious? And he looked at me almost, I, he looked at me so
0: like befuddled. Like it massive memo around the company really quickly. <laughs> it changed the
2: name. <laughs> he was he looked so befuddled by the question that I had to then say, does it even have like the double meaning over yeah. here? And he's like, no, it does, but just so no one's picked question? up on it. So do, you I, like, do, do you like 80? Like, a- it was to that I had three interviews because I wanted to interview loads of different team members. Oh, so. I'm very
1: glad you didn't. That I completely did oblivious. My fear was. I was going to go, so A2M, guys, that's a, that name is a little bit, and then we were just going to go, what?
0: What do you mean? Please explain it yeah. in great detail. So Matt goes, well, have a look at these DVDs.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I just got this uh, little, uh, i got a file in on a memory stick you can take a look at.
2: <laughs> I, I did also have um, an instance like like Rob with the Terrapatrick Red Faction story. Uh, a favourite story in the office is uh, from Mr. Weaver, who... Is adamant that two years ago he went yeah, to Palm str- palm, str- uh, palm Springs. 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 Yeah. Try that again, uh, and was like one of the first journos in the world to see Wet. And he sat down with one of the developers, and Tim's like, "So, uh, so Wet, that's a that's an interesting name. Why? Interesting. Why?" And uh, and apparently the developer was like, "Oh well, Wet, it's fluid. It 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 it, it describes Ruby's like flowing motions as she moves through the levels." Flowing motion. <laughs> Which prompts Tim to say, hmm, that's, uh, that's interesting, because I thought it was for wet works, you yeah. know, you're getting your hands dirty yeah. and bloody when you're killing everyone. And I was like, no, no, it's definitely for the fluid motions. And obviously since then, every time A2M have come out and talked about the game, it's been, been about wet. wet works. So Tim is absolutely sure that he came up with the name wet works. Or the origins, you know, to, but, yeah, yeah. The, the origins. In any case, I asked two people... One of them who joined the team after that trip and said, no, it's always been Wetworks. As far as I'm aware, that's the story I was told. And somebody who's worked at the company for eight and a half years and who worked on the prototype before it was wet, before it was called wet, before Ruby existed, everything. No, it was Wetworks. It wasn't the fluid thing. Oh, they they re- both called him a liar.
0: A liar? They both called him. <laughs> well, they did. We and, wouldn't uh, take that. Have you, told, have you actually told them they called him a liar? I did. He's, he's going to leverage shady contacts in the he's, US he's, to, to put he's them out re- there. <laughs> His response was, he's going go well, to go a over to A2M
2: and make them go A2M. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, <laughs> All uh, the images. So, yeah, that was, um, that was them calling our boss a liar. <laughs> well, there we go. So he's been called
0: worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's
2: so, uh So where it's, uh, it's, the game is 12 levels long. Uh, got to play five of those levels through to completion. And um, and, yeah, chat with some of the some of the team as well. So I you you finished it
1: before everyone else did, didn't you, Matt?
2: I finished it before anyone else started the final level. Of course, you yeah. So much so that I sat down for tea that night, and one of the guys who works on the team said, "I hear you're quite good at games."
0: He actually yeah. had heard of Matt. no one else had told him he just he just knew about him. he knew about Matt's game attack just saw one He'd of his, seen own. his amount of points I oh,
2: know but seriously like, I mean the guy's are a real real nice team um everyone I spoke to is really clued up really uh, really knew their stuff. It's a huge huge operation they've got there it's over five hundred people work at a two m right they've got more i think they've got about a dozen games on the go um they've got like um well, all I can really mention is where. I know of another 360 game, but I'm not allowed to say what it is. I think I kind of found out by accident, and then they realized they couldn't reveal what it was, even though they had. They've got uh, another 360 project in addition to that, and then they've got a, an Xbox Live Arcade game as well. They've got a, The top floor is devoted to handheld games. so They've got loads of DS projects on the go and some PSP projects as well. And I dare say there's like a few other... So I haven't talked too much
0: about um, WET so far, like the actual mechanics. You did say it was a lot better than Stranglehold, which you described as shit. Yeah, well, WET (laughs) is basically, for anyone who's followed the
2: coverage from WET, and it's been quite quiet as of late, up until Bethesda took the reins, because obviously after the Vivendi merger with Activision Blizzard, WET was dropped. And I sat down with the guys, and I asked them, you know, what was morale like in the company? Because, you know, you, you obviously excited about this game, Vivendi were pushing it quite a lot. And then Activision suddenly didn't want anything to do with it. What, you know, you couldn't have been quite confident in your product because the company that has the rights doesn't want to take it any further. Mm. But, um, I mean, apparently they they uh, they didn't downsize at all. The company, A2M, bought back the rights immediately and kept a full team working on it. Uh, they didn't drop anyone, just kept going ahead until a publisher came along. And as I understand it, they were in serious talks with Two or three publishers, so I think three, including Bethesda, until they finally struck a deal. It was a couple of months before it was announced, so it was announced in April. Um, so Feb, uh, it must have been wrapped up, which is a long time because it was the end of July two thousand eight that it was dropped. Mm. So you know, half a year where they didn't have anyone to put their game out. That's mm. you know,
0: that's quite brave be, for it a it company a big to uncertainty do that. For them, isn't it?
2: So um, so yeah, so the game itself. It's not the first time it's been han- anyone's been hands on with it. It was hands on at E three bit. No one had ever seen
0: these levels before. Yeah.
2: And uh no, it's quite solid. Uh so I've got a of couple of niggles.
0: Running up walls and yeah. slow motion and lots like of that. Things blowing up.
2: Lots of slow mo uh quite a lot of things blowing up. Thankfully it's not there are a few barrels,
0: but it's not as bad as something like a stranger Is it all is it pure balls out action or is it or is it just or has it got a little bit more because I always thought with Stranglehold see I thought Stranglehold was okay and the bits the bits of the balletic gunplay were actually really great but I tell you what the problem with that game was it never had any moments of calm and sometimes you need the calm just to appreciate mm. it when it all goes off it's all constantly like a, going mental Michael Bay movie you know? yeah you need that like
1: you, need, like you need that Bay. wonderful
0: exposition in between the action sequences well I think
1: with Michael Bay is like he doesn't know um, he doesn't know how to do small things he knows, he knows big every action scene is big, 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 big. But because there's nothing in his movies that's small to compare the big things against, you don't know that the big things are big. Mm. It's like, you know, you need that, you need that juxtaposition.
2: Well, they, um, I was speaking to Patrick Fortier, who's the creative director. Obviously, he was creative director on Splinter Cell Conviction before that all just went down the drain. Oh, that's um, where he went. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the original, <laughs> original
0: version of Conviction. Oh, right. interesting.
1: Yeah, the other two to, guys are still working at Ubisoft. And mm. I actually
2: got to chat to him, and I passed the details over to Mike because we're doing a big thing on Conviction, hopefully mm. next issue. So you'll be able to see what he says about Conviction there as well. Um, and um, I've completely forgot my uh, Oh, yeah, just saying, yeah About so the, yeah. the pace. And, I mean, he was trying to explain that his role, really, when he came over from Splinter, he wanted it to be all about the action, wanted scrapping the ideas of puzzles, you know, you wanted it just be action, action, action. But when you play it, they, it is up and down, you know, there are a few moments of calm. They're, they're not that long to be honest. It's more hmm. a couple of minutes here calm and there between. The yeah, exactly. Kind of thing, yeah. Um, it, it didn't feel relentless. I always felt like it had a good pace. It yeah. did mix it up because it tries a few different things. It's not just the stranglehold action. There's like car top chases, and which are, to be honest, mostly QTEs, which we saw a few months ago, so that's fine to mention. Oh, yeah. And, are they, all, and um, are, they,
0: are they reasonably well integrated then? Like, yeah,
2: they, they feel like a natural fit. To you're not a big fan of QTEs. I'm not, I'm not. QTEs are a bit played out at this
1: point. Man. Yeah. So mm-hmm. To be making a game in this year that still uses QTEs seems a little bit... And to be honest, I mean this doesn't stick me.
2: This doesn't add anything to the QTE front, but you know it's just a nice change of pace, really. Yeah. And there are a couple of other different. I'll, I'll label them mini games. That's probably probably a bit unfair, but uh, yeah, it's not always just the, the staple stranglehold action, which is very Sexy good lead in character my mind. As well, then? Yeah, that's another thing because when we were at the announcement back in April in London, um, Peter Hines got on the mic. And almost get ranted for about. Good old, get old get Hines, love, love Hines. Interesting. A2M did get on the mic. Oh, that t- game was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I think it was. It was certainly a rapping game. Get, get on, on the, the mic, mic.
1: Get on the mic. Get on the mic. Get anyway, get
2: a, uh, Peter, Peter Hines like, was really going on about how it's not going to be a game where they push Ruby's sexiness or it's anything. Like that. They, they they don't want it to be about TNA. Oh, that's why they to um, cancelled then. Yeah. Um, 48 back that up I mean I think it's something that Vendy were quite keen on emphasising
1: oh
0: that first bit of was...
1: where would Tomb Raider be without
0: yeah, all of, 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 of T-M. Lara, T-M. all of Laura's costumes <laughs> ATOM uh,
1: d- yeah alright <laughs> <laughs> enough now okay. uh, where would Tomb Raider be without all the different costumes you can like you know play basically play Barbies with Laura and that's like yeah. a big part of the game the reward is you get these costumes and you know that's part of like the fun, you know, that's part of the, the, the silliness of Tomb Raider. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It knows Lara is at her best as like this kind of titillating icon, you know. And if they really want Ruby, who's a terrible name by the way, if they really want <laughs> it's Ruby with an I,
0: if they Ruby, re- Murray. Ruby
1: Reyes, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if they really—that's a joke. No one's going to get. Don't worry. Is that—is that, is that a Generation Kill? It's Ruby Reyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like what, I what that I got is. it. I got it. What a truck. We'll talk about Generation Kill in a minute if you All want. Right. Yeah, um if they want um Ruby to like to be
0: embraced by Joe Gamer, they need to tease a little bit. Do you think she's got a future then, Matt? I mean, do you think Wet, do you think Wet could be, you know, I think he's got enough potential to to maybe make a uh,
2: potentially the way they talk definitely. I've got some I've got some quotes um which obviously I'll be writing in the future, but I think on three separate four separate occasions Wet 2 was mentioned. Oh, right. Not as something that's in production, but they're clearly thinking that that's where they want to go.
1: Wet from the guys who brought you, get on the mic. Get
0: on the mic. Why don't you call wetter? Yes. Or sodden. (laughs) Moist. (laughs) Moist. There we go. Okay. So it's funny you mentioned transport Michael Bay uh, earlier, because I was just thinking that we... we, um, we obviously Transformers that at the moment the uh, the new the new that game film, as well as the film way is,
1: is, is, is truly awful
0: I haven't seen it see, truly I no, awful I have no interest in seeing it really um, save your money it's just something that Matt, Matt, Matt Castle good old Matt Castle did a review of Transformers the game and he, he said <laughs> he was telling me about it and I said you've got to put that in the review because it's actually hysterical he basically said like, there's one button to transform it's like the right trigger so, you, so say you're like Robot Man and you press a button to transform into a car like the right trigger so you can't, you only ever get like faster. Like he said that you can't, hang on a sec, you can't let go of the button to stop the car. So you're like a shark, you know, like the, <laughs> the robot transformer equivalent of a shark. You can't ever, you can't ever stop you, or go backwards. You've got to go forward. He said, so I, mean, I think he ended up writing it like word for word. He said, but he goes, you know, the only thing that can stop this transformer is, is, is an alley because you, you go in it and instead of just being able to reverse out of the alley, you've got to transform into a robot. Turn around, <laughs> face the other direction, and turn back into a car again. So they might have solved transforming into robots in in the microsecond, but they can't reverse.
1: So that's the thing I, about I, that's the thing about transformers. It's like uh, it's like dogs. Dogs they say can't walk backwards. They actually yeah. can. Some people say, oh, don't know what's it. Dogs can't, dogs can't look, look, up. look up. Yeah, can't look dogs up. can't look up. They are sort of just like. Have you ever seen a cat try and walk backwards? It's, no, it's not pretty, man. They don't like. They they just don't like it's walking. You know, their legs, aren't it yeah, well, they just don't like it. They kind of. It's <laughs> Same or, as any other
2: quadruped. Yeah, I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm
1: doing an impression, but it's not a good impression. But, you know, they just, but a horse can walk backwards, all right. But a, yeah. a cat really looks awkward when he's, when he's going backwards. That's what a Transformers are like, man. Optimus Prime can't, can't walk backwards. There you
0: go. He's just got to like, run in between his legs or whatever, and he's like, what? Whoa! whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, I don't know. don't really know where to go after that. I'll tell you what, I had an interesting story yesterday, though, because I was playing, telling Mike about this. I was playing Fight Night. Got my got my copy of Fight Night. Really excited. Obviously um, reviewed it um, in our issue that's out now. Issue that's out now. Yeah, really liked it. Gave it a big fat old ninety. Um, oh, spoilers, which is oh spoilers. <laughs> but I think I think <laughs> I think most people know it's pretty good by now. I mean, I don't know. In retrospect, oh in retrospect, god, what?
1: Here we go. Isn't that a Rob
0: Taylor re- rewrite of his review? Oh, later no, on. no, no. I just in I retrospect,
1: just, I probably would have given GTA Four a six or a seven <laughs> out of ten. Enough,
0: like, no, no, stand by that. Um, the legacy modes enduringly pap which is really disappointing um, and you were talking about that was your major UFC, problem with yeah, UFC yeah the fight
1: engine in UFC I think was absolutely incredible mm. but the um, the career mode so like if you're playing on your own then there's nothing there for you mm. Like if you want to play the career well I mean I'm sure as people have found something to enjoy about the career mode what a missed opportunity there's so much mm. more they could have done with it so much mm. more fun it's just a series of menus with interspersed by
2: fights and boring training mm. sounds a bit like UFC Undisputed about, yeah. that's what i was talking um, about yeah but
0: but yeah it's probably probably true for fight night as well oh well go and buy it anyway it's great anyway so i was playing it yesterday start a legacy mode from scratch first of all put my face put my face in the game with the old vision camera that i was did quite the same funny. yeah yeah got what, a bit of the old innsmouth look bulging what eyes. did it make
1: you look like um pretty sexy It's it's like confidently yourself yeah
0: um yeah yeah i mean it yeah
1: that's interesting, because when I put myself in the game...
2: albino <laughs> you know, Mike, this is.
1: Yeah, I put me in... I'm, basically, I'm like the... I'm like, I look at me. I'm like the whitest man in the world. So naturally, it instantly made me a black man <laughs> with the smallest head anyone's ever had. <laughs> I my skull, I Look, I'll, I'll be the first to say, I've got a big head, man. I like, guess it look like you've got a big head. I know, right? it's because I'm in proportion... But if you ever put a hat on my head, I'm in proportion with the rest of my body, because I'm... I'm mm.
0: But he's, he's if you ever put a
1: hat on my head, you'd be like, damn, man, you've got... Go buy yourself the biggest hat you can find. That is not going on my head. I need like a big sombrero. I think I'll sell it.
0: But it made you pinhead.
1: That'll sit on top of my head and just float there. Yeah, the game made me a pinhead. So I had this giant, (laughs) giant hulking body with big bitch tits, by the way. (laughs) Hulking body lumbering around a ring. Well, they were accurately. with this little beady head on top but I guess at least it's a small target for the computer to shoot at yeah
0: no it made me a pinhead but I am a pinhead anyway so that was right. no I was quite pleased once I changed my eye eye colour and hair to like you know and darken the skin tone down about Twelve or thirteen notches. They didn't have an ebony deep enough to. <laughs> um, but that, but that was so. So I, I you see that picture of Cristiano Ronaldo by the way,
1: sunbathing on the beach. In in, in nuts. Well where, yeah, where he basically we were, we were looking through nuts He basically there, looked least. Indian,
0: didn't he? He changed Someone's his race. Like yeah. varnished him yeah. just yeah. before yeah. the photo. He was station.
1: like a, a perfect mahogany.
0: Yeah, I mean obviously you know that used
1: Yeah, I mean he's Portuguese, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that guy tan's like I've never well, seen. Well, did you see? He
0: looked, he looked. They unveiled him at Real this morning, uh, the day we were recording the podcast, and he was, he was. He's wearing the most brilliant white strip in the world with yeah. the most ridiculous tan ever. <laughs> got a lot of respect for that. A lot of respect. He's got. Just he, saying how good Roy Schneider's tan was, actually. Yeah, we like brilliant.
1: we like Sh- we like Schneider. M- right.
0: Much missed old Roy Schneider. Schneider, Schneider.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I thought it was Schneider. Yeah. I Thought you were saying Schneider this morning, nah. so I called, started calling him Schneider whatever anyway so i was about seven fights into the legacy mode of fight night <laughs> and i started to i was playing in a very dark room in a, on a big hd probably a bit too close for my liking and obviously very involved i started to see like sort of spots on the screen i couldn't really see properly. i was like i'm struggling a bit like to get my blocking and stuff because there's a lot of concentration required you know to do the last minute blocks to, to be able to do the counter punches and my vision started to get worse and worse and worse i thought i was going to die I ended up getting really panicky i had to go outside and try and get some air and i sort of had what I can only describe as like a mini epileptic fit. So I don't know if this, this spells the end of my gaming journalism you career. Should have, uh, you should have told old Greg's Zaschuk
1: about that. When you were interviewing him the other day, he'd been able to uh, hook you up with some pills. He's a doctor. doctor isn't he's it? a doctor, yeah. yeah. He could
0: have run you a prescription. He's also, he's also got an MBA. I mean, that is one impressive, impressive chap. He's a scarily intelligent man.
2: Mm. Scarily smart Although he's,
0: he's also very geeky because I was talking to him Brilliant cousin. Tash too. Yeah, he looks like a Viking. Mm. He was going on about how they'd leveled up their dialogue, and even I had to go.
1: No, 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 no Greg. No,
0: no, no. no, no yeah, it's like,
1: oh, we've really, uh, we've, you know, our dialogue's, our dialogue's improved. We've really
0: leveled he went, it up. To use an RPG to use an RPG sort of saying, we've leveled up the dialogue. And I was like, Whoa. I was thinking, <laughs> mate, that pun wouldn't even get in Xbox World. That is so bad.
1: <laughs> that wouldn't get in frigging uh, dead mobs and boomsticks Xbox World. No,
0: well, no one's ever going to be dead mobs and Of course not, no. Are they? Are they? Um, I'm to, volley. I was going to start a massive monkey island love-in soon, but um, does anyone want to, has anyone got anything? I mean, we got, we've been so busy kind of writing stuff and going on stuff, and, but we're embargoed on a lot of it, aren't we? So we can't actually talk about we it. We are.
1: Basically, after E3, because um, the entire industry was aware that very few people got to E3. I mean, that's the, 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 big, the big surprise, the recession pulled on everyone this year was across the whole of Europe, a lot of people had to skip E3 a lot of big you know big magazines like us you know the biggest guys in the business you know a lot of uh, all across europe all of the all kinds of magazines all kinds of companies didn't get to go so a lot of them have been laying on events post E3, so everyone can catch up, you know, and giving us lots of excellent access.
0: And 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 also, everyone always comes around with E3 code after E3. Yeah, it's like it's like eating uh, turkey sandwiches after the Christmas Day feast. Isn't it really it? is. Yeah. That's, that's
1: like one of the best bits. Yeah, because that's what what why we got dirt code. You know, it's yeah. it's the E3 show floor code. Yeah. And the uh, code I played at Left4Dead was the E3 floor code plus you know plus more and Matt mm. game with wet and so on. These are all like you know. More of what was oh, I know
2: wet they've done beyond E three. Basically they came in at the start of the hands on and said this is basically finished code. Mm. It was it was pretty When's much it, what so they were it going to call. They didn't say I think it's uh, either late SEP or early October. Uh-huh.
1: Well anyway, it's like we get a lot of then they're doing this all across Europe because a lot of people had to miss out on these on you know, on the on the actual E three event itself. We're not we're not alone in this regard. Yeah. And the treats we've been getting, you know, like the, the gaming treats we've got to see, and the one with things we really wish we could talk about—yeah, big, big games which we can't mention yeah. for
0: another two weeks or three weeks or whatever. I'll tell you what has been—they've started to pimp now—is um, and unfortunately, none of us have, have played any of them. I don't think yet. is uh, FIFA and PES. Um, obviously, it's coming up, it's rumbling up to their release date soon, and um, FIFA uh, EA have led, have uh, put on a couple of. Um, Events to play the game and mm-hmm. uh, Konami have just started showing it. I know our, our systemag PSM three's done a cover. Their latest issue is uh, is the exclusive, um, and uh, we 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 sent a, a freelancer to have a look at them. And um, looks like FIFA's won again. I mean, it's no surprise to you two, is it really? No, Cause I know you guys no. have been you guys you guys. Have, uh, have, uh, we we, we Said goodbye Pez. to Pez a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, we buried ago,
1: Pez a while ago, I think.
0: But um, apparently, Pez is more like. Um, They've pumped up the the physics so they're more like the player physics a bit more like FIFA made them really really heavy, uh, and the guy who wrote it for us reckons they've almost swapped roles. That FIFA's become a little bit more arcadey this year. It's Pez's
1: funny part. because that was the way it used to, it used to be. You know, Pez was the sim and FIFA was the arcadey one. Mm. And then it went the other way again. Mm. and FIFA became the sim and
0: Pez became mm. the arcadey one. But listen to this. Do you want to know how CBAS is going to make sure Pez gets its rightful title back? God, we've got this weird system of cards where you'll be able to like sort of turn your card on in the middle of the match. And it'll give, like, say dirt dirt coats, like an extra sort of level. Basically, of... it's power ups. Yeah. So
1: blue, red shells and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, like that old freaking NES game you could play with the power ups or Super Mario Soccer, wherever it was, all the back in the day. Not not impressed, Matt. No,
2: no, yeah. Just, just give up. As long as you've got that bloody eight way directional um, movement, it's, I know that's what makes what is PES, mm. but for me. PES is cack, so change it. But they, yeah, I mean, they're they're dealing
1: with a game which is at its core eight years old now. Yeah,
0: I mean, see, I I still I still really like Pez, uh, especially in, in multiplayer. Um, I, I still think personally, and this is just a very subjective opinion, I prefer it to prefer to play it uh, multiplayer. But I do accept that single player and in all other facets, FIFA basically dicks on it now. Mm. Um, but. Uh, uh, Greg was telling me that in FIFA now you can't dribble. They've always had the digital dribbling, or they've had it for a few seasons now. But but now you can't dribble in a straight line. So when you can't just hair it down the, you can't just hair it down the wing by holding left. You can almost have to adjust. Oh, right.
2: Yeah yeah yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I know that's that raised a few eyebrows with that me as well. Seems almost
2: needlessly complicated.
0: Maybe, but he reckons it's it's all part of their new. Not three for glim-
1: you. You'll be doing little trickies all the way down. Yeah, flicking it your
0: heads It's also do with their new three hundred and sixty degree d- dribbling system, which you he reckons is very subtle and not like they're wearing it as their big it massive always, thing. It's
1: always amazing when we move to this generation why football games still have run buttons. We've got analog sticks, you don't need a run button yeah. when you've got an analog stick. You know, full tilt on the analog stick should be full speed I ahead. I think the education think of footy
0: fans is 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 because, especially so. They're quite Neanderthal like.
1: Well, it's like when you hear a friend play a game and they're not maybe, maybe they don't play games as much as you, and all you hear is the click, click, click of the analog stick yeah. hitting left and right on the thing, because yeah. they're not using any subtle motions, they're just ramming it all the way yeah. to the left and right. They're using it like a joystick in an arcade, back in, they're playing Final Fight or something, you know? It took me years to get used to it, so God knows what. I mastered it within about a week, Rob. I don't know what you're talking about, mate.
0: Matt Matt was doing it before it even came out. Yeah, Matt was playing on Vectrex. He was... He was um, no problem. Matt, Matt pioneered the technology. Yeah.
1: yeah. He invented it. <laughs> so, um, speaking of treats, next week I'm going to see something, which I'm, we're not, gonna, I'm not even going to mention the name of. We'll just tease it for now. Because the thing is, I'm going to come back. I'm not going to talk about it on the next podcast. We are embargoed. But... It's the biggest game of the year.
0: Mike's bags himself an absolute monster.
1: Yeah, in, uh, it's the biggest game of the year and um, and I've got to go to Seattle to see it. So that's, that's, that's all you're going to get. But uh, that will be our issue after next. And, oh boy, it's a big one.
0: Yeah, and uh, we sent the right man for the job as well. So that's That'll amazing. be our next issue. That's our next... Not our issue after next, so it'll be our next issue. Well, no, the feature itself in our in our the issue that's not out on shelves, it's the next issue after this one. Yeah. The August issue. Next the issue. August, yeah, the August. Yeah, August yeah that's 16. what I said. Yeah, he did say that.
1: So issue after next, I thought. The issue after this one.
0: Oh, whatever. Look, it's, a, it's our August. It's all I'll just move.
1: buy them all for God. What's make, wrong they, with you? You're, buy, listening, you're anyway. listening to the hard. This, po- this is our hardcore audience really, really here. They are listening to the podcast because it's free and they're like, oh, no, you've got to buy you got to pay for this shit. Oh, by the way, we just good 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 opportunity to pimp the new podcast. There the, is the MagCast. Yeah, we, well, we MagCast. We don't have a name for it yet, but it's the MagCast. We don't we don't have a name for it yet. But if you listen to the new all new podcast that comes exclusively on Xbox Worlds DVD, then you'll be able to maybe win a little prize by suggesting a better name for our new podcast. It will
2: debut in the next issue, so on the shelves now. You've got the one with uh, you got Alan Wake on the bag. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid Rising on the cover.
0: That's, a, that's a much better way to do than dates, actually. This is the one with Adam Wakes. Mind. Or even. No, no, no
2: it's not. It's, this is the oh, one is... without the. Yeah, oh, okay, right. <laughs> okay. okay. It's, actually, it's
1: actually good to do it by month. So the July issue is on shelves right now. Yeah. That's not got the new podcast. The August issue. Yeah. Out next month, it's got a brand new podcast. It right. is a briefer one; it's thirty minutes long, but it's a look behind the curtain. It's not, and although the cover date, as Matt has shown me, does in fact say <laughs> September on our current <laughs> issue, the issue that
0: comes out in August will have uh, we Will have that's the October issue, October. and that will be out on August the sixteenth. We're actually putting the date back of that one a little bit, just so Mike can go on his yeah his fantasy. Trip. In
1: order to accommodate these embar- the embargo on this game, yeah. we, uh, we've had to put you give me this fancy strip nonsense as well, Rob. I'm going to be going over and working my friggin' scrot off for two the two you minutes, see, I minutes I kill I'm there. Go, I
0: killed to go on that trip. I just wouldn't be able to write anything about it since I know nothing
1: about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that issue is going to have the woo, big one on the cover. It's going to have a brand new podcast. And this is kind of like a little look behind the curtain, right?
0: Yeah. The iron curtain.
1: When I said right, then I was expecting you to go, that's right, Mike. In fact, it's got all these different things. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean, we decided, well, we decided as an experimental format to, to sort of do it as more of a look, yeah, behind the, behind the veil mm. uh, into the, we're working to the mag, because um, for some reason we think that you guys might be interested in that.
1: It's not going to just be about, like, how we made the mag every month. We'll just talk about, like, you know, events and things like that. How, yeah, you know, I was really dist- Relationships well,
0: my, with PR, that kind of thing. I brought my dissertation on flat planning in, but apparently you guys reckon no one wanted to hear that.
1: Well, maybe, maybe on the next one. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> on the next We've
2: one. got a question for this podcast from a guy called Shep saying, can we have a section in? a sheepdog. <laughs> <laughs> can we have a section in future podcasts where you discuss like stuff like writing styles and tips and you know writing in the mag well that's why we've got the d v d cast for yeah, yeah the d v d
1: podcast will be worried, and but don't think it's all going to be us going blah blah yeah. we use we so hard doing our it's not it's um the only fifteen rated podcast we can do because
0: our d is 's fifteen red, rated. like breaks out the c word with impunity yeah so this, uh, this, is,
1: this is where the uh, this is where f bombs fly, so it's um it's we, we, we can we can get away with more on it and we can have a lot more, we can have a lot of fun with it and we recorded our first one just the other day. I think it came out well.
0: Uh, apart from having to cut all the personal slander, right?
1: Yeah, apart from the parts where we were just like, just raking out all the people we hate <laughs> over coals.
0: So, yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, we were really pleased. That, um, mike mike's always been mike's always a big fan of sort of educating the readers and because uh, obviously we get a lot of a well lot of, the thing uh, is
1: it's so easy to look at our industry and hear about oh wait a minute they're, getting, they're, they're going to this crazy event and mike's moaning about like a tiny food They must be so crooked you know yeah. like it must be so bought off but no it's it's really not like You'd that be right. and, and, oh, it, and it's oh, kind yeah. of a, it's talking about that kind of thing and how we deal with that kind of thing as you know at best professionals
0: yeah absolutely um uh do you want to do more questions Matt? or can i Rave about Monkey Island first. Yeah, Let's do you Monkey Island. We'll
1: improve. go, go, go do questions at the end. Yeah. yeah. So
0: anyway, yeah. Mike you can tells play me. Mike tells me at the back end of last week that hey ho, he's only gone and got freaking Monkey Island. I, 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 I treated Rob with Monkey Island I, because like no a one better ago, they than Bailey at E3. And then the next thing, Bosh I think it's been dated today. Hasn't Is it? it's out, out next week? Fifteenth of week. July. Yeah. yeah. Um, so amazing. So I got to play it, and oh, it's just wonderful. It's just. It's not just perfect. No. There are
2: niggles. Yeah. but What were your niggles? My niggles are that. Please stop n- saying niggles. I, I've got a few niggles. One of the niggles. <laughs> um, I don't like that word. It's not as... Niggles. Right, you've got the old school game and the remake game.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're going to... Oh, I yeah.
2: would like to be able to almost kind of, like, customise a kind of happy medium. Like, if 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 you want to play old school, you can't have the voices. That's spot on, mate. Yeah. And, totally like, and, and some of the stuff on the, like... When you're talking to the guy in the scum bar about Loom, it's like flashing advertisement at the bottom. Yeah. Really funny. Gone, that it? gag's not in the new
0: one, so yeah. you always almost kind of miss yeah, I like, mean, oh. and it's, there's some art choices like the scum bar has had that little smiley face in between the scum and the bar, yeah. and on the new one it doesn't. Now I don't know why they've done that. I, I can accept why, see in that particular scene they've they've um, added a load of like a port into the background, mm. and that really works. They've kind of fleshed out, and made it nicer. It's like having a full moon in the background um, when Elaine and um, a guybrush of romancing that wasn't there. There are certain bits of art that make it better, but I don't agree with the decision to take away some bits. Yeah. I tell you what, my biggest problem with it, and this is literally that—that's it. Then I can just go on about how great it is. Yeah, this is
2: like us sitting on the, the Monkey Island pedestal with our little like twiddling our mustache, saying "Whoa, whoa, whoa Yeah, back yeah. in just, the just day, it was very are, Yeah, just yeah. because
0: we do care that much that you can't skip individual lines of dialogue. You could, you've got to hold. You've got to. Pull you skip an entire conversation, goes, yeah. And then it will skip an entire conversation. I don't want to do that. Because sometimes, even though I love the voice acting, and in a, in a perfect world, I'd listen to it all and appreciate it all <laughs> for what it is. Sometimes I just like to come on. All right, let's just. I've heard it. Just let's just skip a yeah. bit. You can't do that. But other than that, it's beautiful. I mean, they've got the whole. They've got the voice cast from the previous game, so they brought back Dominic Armato as the as Guybrush, who's, who's brilliant, so settled and, and and confident in his role. Don't you think maybe
1: um, it's better to play it on PC though?
0: Yeah, Xbox the the Modolf, pixel yes. hunting's
1: not so good with the analog
0: I, I don't think there is that much pixel hunting anymore just because I think there's a bigger catchment area mm. for the cursor. And the interactive cursor is really good. They've got rid of the scum... What's that? Script creation utility for Maniac Mansion. They got rid of the verb interpreter system on the new version. Instead, you've got an interactive cursor. A bit you like, can still
2: choose your verbs by pulling the trigger and it'll yeah. flash up on the screen. Or you can scroll through them with the... the well, no, sorry. You can select set four to the d-pad yeah. to press up down left or right yeah. for an instant one but otherwise when you put your cursor over an object there will tend to be two that tend to be look at with yeah. a and then it's like a smart, open, or it like a smart yeah. cursor
0: isn't it so um the, uh, uh, amazingly the old monkey island didn't have that the second one did so in the in a monkey island 2 you could say there was a sign the obvious right click would be look at yeah and it didn't actually have that on the first monkey island so even to look at a sign you had to go down to the verb click look and go up to anyway mechanics are dated i mean i'm saying this to mike because i actually wrote the he's whacked his glasses clean off his head there uh, I said that uh, you know, the mechanics are dated they're, they're not, you're not going to change that no matter how much you improve it with an intelligent cursor and stuff it's just a point and click you pick that up you combine it with that and you use it over there but it's the story and the writing that are so funny and um, yeah. just encourage everyone to, that hasn't played it to, to definitely get in there and people that have played it you're in for a treat. it's our again.
1: recommendation for the week and by god we need them because there are no games right now Yeah, yeah there yeah. are no
0: games well, it's interesting that they've uh, Lucasarts just tied up with Steam. Um, I don't think this is linked, you know, to anything future on Xbox Live. But, you know, the, the, seeing Grim Fandango and The Dig getting put out to people again, other uh, classic Lucasarts. I'm just hoping that it's it's start moving. is Grim
1: Fandango to... the um, conspicuously absent one on that list?
0: No, Grim Fandango?
2: I didn't think Grim Fandango was it. On yeah, because it's Fand-
1: like it's all the others, but that was which was conspicuous by its absence. Oh, really? Yeah, so you have got Indiana Jones. They have Loom. They have The Dig. They have all those other ones, but they don't have.
0: I think I was reading the CBG.com article. I thought it was Day of the Tentacle they didn't have. And, hmm, um, I
1: don't know. Well, our readers can set us straight in the comments, yeah, yeah, comments yeah. underneath this, uh, this
0: yeah, podcast. Yeah,
1: sure. Again, we should apologize to our readers as well, but we haven't. We know, we know we've heard this a couple of times. We're not on iTunes. We are working on this. It's a problem with the software we're using, unfortunately. Um, we're going to fix it soon. I know as an iTunes user myself, God, I hate it. But, you know, it's... You sort of take the rough with the smooth with iTunes. Mm. And unfortunately, the roughest part right now is that we are not on iTunes. We're going to fix it. And we do appreciate the
0: fact that you've got, you're manually having to sort of add stuff because, you know, it's a pain. Yeah,
1: definitely. And it's like, it would be nice just to have it just downloaded automatically and just put onto your iPod or by auto magic. But yeah, we're aware of it. We're working on it, and we will fix it a damn sight fast mm. And we fix the subscription thing.
0: Well, if it was up to us, we probably would fix it. But it's it's not Matt's fault, or you know, it's 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 more our employers. So. it's it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh,
1: it's our it's our it's our tech guys. Yeah. We need they need to hook us up with some new software, and it, yeah. it will. They're help busy
0: installing them. Windows 3.1 and all of our, our work computers. <laughs> so yeah, you know, when they finish that, they'll. Uh, They'll probably get on with it. I'm still on DOS. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. I've had to get Linux because there's nothing on mine. It's just a blank screen when I turn on.
2: Right, a few quick questions before we finish then, guys. Um, Andy Monaghan. Kind of rhetorical. But, uh, so, Max Payne is now a slaphead chubster.
0: What's the reaction to to Max Payne going a bit uh, Well, it, bit I, I, Well, personally, I mean, they, they couldn't have put him in... They obviously wanted to put him in Brazil for some reason. And they couldn't have him running around in a big sweaty leather... Yeah, you couldn't, handle, you couldn't handle handle put him in like, there, you know, like.
1: slick back hair, greasy hair, and the greasy yeah,
0: frizzy. I mean, my hair is quite long at the moment, and, and it gets all frizzly if it's. If it's if oh, we well, don't even want a frizzly
1: Max Payne. In we want you, you know, around a mop top you know,
0: barber shop. Yeah, exactly. You don't want frizzly hair on Max Payne. So it's, it's just because like, he's in Brazil? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I look at that guy, and I'm like, you know what? I think Max Payne, think Max yeah, Payne needed a reboot. First. They need to get him out of New York. Yeah. Because everything's in New York. And Prototype is a final straw for me. It was like, you know. I'm done with this. I'm, done,
2: I'm yeah. done with the big apple. New you remember North like a few like years New ago it. when it was brilliant
0: when it, Summit was in New York. You're like, wow, well, we're we going to New York. I started playing Fahrenheit the other day. Yeah. First time he goes, where else could the adventure be but New York? And I was like, oh, I'm not <laughs> New York again. <laughs> Fucking New York. Yeah. Anyway. Um, you
2: guys, Rock7, wants to know, are we looking forward to Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince? I.e. the movie. Oh, the, movie. the movie?
0: No, I'm 29. They've had to cancel that, haven't they? Because Rupert Prince died, hasn't
1: he? <laughs> uh, no, don't even know he was ill until Jem told me he, he had got swine the, flu. He got, the, he got that
2: pig flu. Yeah, just minor.
1: On I'm the sure. office internet today, a warning popped... This is a little a look behind the curtain for our, li- our listeners. A little warning popped up on the office internet saying right swine flu you're probably going to get it here's what you do you might say it's a bit of a threat
0: <laughs> yeah well I'm pretty sure Sean from GM has got it because he, he, no, was, was, he like was drinking with him there, other we? week was, he was he basically like he's about to die yesterday <laughs> I sort of saw him in the corridor and you know you don't usually say this you don't usually see someone they're looking a bit rough but you wouldn't say anything and whatever yeah. he, he looked so bad I literally just said to him like what the hell is
1: wrong with you? He you went home at like lunch dead. as well, so hopefully he kept it to himself. Yeah. Every, every, if you're sitting in that area, though, you've got to be quaking in your boots right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They've all, they've all got the old... Uh, the masks. Yeah, right? the masks. There's always of quack doctor's walking around, like dressed <laughs> up as big birds. It's the end of days, I tell you. <laughs> did, we, did we answer the question?
1: Yeah, there's, there's my answer. No, I'm 29.
0: I don't even know what the question is. Harry Potter. Oh, uh, yeah, it depends how much of Watson's skin's in it. I'm looking forward to it exactly
1: as much as I'm looking forward to the new Twilight movie.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly looking forward to it, is my answer.
0: Actually, I go. quite like it. I've watched them all. I've, been, I've seen every single one in the cinema as well. Oh. <laughs> I usually have a girlfriend when I go to see it. I don't have a girlfriend at the moment, so um, I probably won't go to see it. Kick his kidnap one, innit? Just hit one over them. <laughs> the there, hit yeah. and I'll have to get it out of the drawer.
2: Just, well, you just randomly, indiscriminately <laughs> asking girls on the street. How about going to the cinema to find one?
0: Single mums? Single mums? I'm not that old. Jesus Christ. Single mums <laughs> Oh I see with their kids, right. Um yeah no, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm ready for that responsibility. Oh Rob. Right, last question from Randy Tandy. He wants to know that now
2: that the government is thinking about instituting tax breaks for culturally culturally relevant too, games. This sounds a
0: bit too uh high bow for me. <laughs>
2: made in the is. UK. Does that mean we'll get more historical games like Assassin's Creed? Or possibly a Getaway style game focused in Britain. What about Lottie's no, you know, Getaway was in London. You but, see,
1: um, you see the, the thing is, there's a bit of a misunderstanding with this, this, game, with this thing. They say they'll, they'll offer tax breaks for culturally British games. Yeah. And what they mean by that is British teams working on them, yeah. British companies working on them, companies that you can prove are British working on them, yeah. not games about Britain. No know about British culture, <laughs> Otherwise you have frigging granny, Imagine, granny
2: basher again. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if it was though. I mean, Just Cause three set in Newcastle
0: or something, or GTA or GTA set in London, like set in London. back on the. Well, he Station. did London back in the, uh, the back 60s, on the PS One, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the old expansion. That was that was great. Played on great. PC, yeah. To be honest, and I back think back in the day they used to rip off like there was all like Michael Caine and stuff, but basically caricatures of Michael Caine. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's interesting to see them. Can you imagine like Michael Caine's always been on the on the blower quicker than you could say freaking you know yeah. Morris Micklethwait.
1: Things have changed, man. They were under, yeah. they were under the radar back then. Yeah. The thing
2: is, even if it was like set in Britain, I think I don't think it would be any incentive for you know Fable Three to suddenly be up in Yorkshire. So, no, you know, I don't think about, there'd be any
0: reason. And in any case, they'd only be able to give them about 10p anyway. But I it? would say
1: I think this is absolutely well, well, you know, it, well, too late. This has come far yeah. too late. Should, we should have been on this years ago. Mm. The reason Canada has been like the biggest growth market for video games industry what, like, we've ever seen is because they have gave these tax breaks. And the thing with Britain is we've got this amazing, amazing core talent base who grew up making use of the ZX Spectrum, the Commodore 64, the Amiga. Bedroom programmers who made the most amazing stuff. Yeah. All, all of content. them have slowly we've drifting out of the industry yeah. because
0: it's such a hard business to succeed in. We just saw one of our colleagues, one of the Mag's colleagues' wives, working in in on the in the floor out right there because she lost her job at was it Pivotal? Pivotal Games. Who were based just outside Bath. So you know it's really sad. But then saying that we've got the um, Batman Arkham Asylum review in Rock our Rocksteady, yeah. Issue after next August. Our issue after next the... I know what I'm saying. I just can't say it. Um, not the one it's at the moment. In our August issue, yeah, go August on shelves issue. in August. Yeah. That's oh, called October. And uh, you were just oh, saying man. how how that Rocksteady could be ready to make the leap into the kind of. I, I really stress. do it, think you were calling them the bungee. I called, of, it, like I said, they could be the they could be the UK's bungee if yeah. they
1: if they market themselves correctly yeah. out of it.
0: What's What's clear is that Brits will always have the talent. They always will. It's just will it, again, will we've it got be that recognized?
1: amazing foundation which Sir Clive Sinclair himself yeah. gave us back in the '80s. A cheap, a cheap computer into the hands of every kid in the country, and this is a foundation we, we had a chance to build
0: from in the early 90s, and we blew it. Now's the chance to fix that. What if they give us free Sinclair C5 to everyone that's prepared to make games? Uh, British, British. I would totally
1: games. ride around in a C5. If I could have a C5 tomorrow, I would totally ride around. Would in you that. pimp it. Hell yeah. yeah. Put some stripes on it.
0: That's an enduring, lower it, innit? Just lower it a little bit. That's an enduring image, and I, I probably want to leave, leave the podcast on. So uh, thank you very much, chaps. Until and, next time. Yeah, hopefully it's a bit bit sooner next time, but um peace out.
1: Bye, bye bye. Did you say peace out? Yeah. For shame. Bye oh, bye.